Hey there, it's Jace Holmes and Grace Sherman reporting live from Ski Nation. So far, the 2000-2001 season has been one of the driest seasons on record. Utah ended this year with every portion of the state suffering at least a moderate drought and over 90% of it either in extreme or exceptional drought. Ironically, the lack of snowfall is attributing to high avalanche danger. In this podcast, we will assess the current situation in the backcountry so as to provide knowledge to those looking to start touring or those just wanting to learn about avalanches in general. Here's what Fred Dubrow, who has been touring in the Wasatch and Utah backcountry for 40, over 40 years, has to say about this year's snowpack. I understand, and maybe what we saw the first time we went skinning up at Alta was we got a relatively early snowpack but not very much snow like maybe less than a foot <clears throat> and that then we didn't get much after that for several days maybe even several I mean, like a week or two and that snow went through multiple freeze thaw cycles and uh, turned into a faceted layer of like frozen ball bearings <clears throat> and so then when the new snow finally did come there's this weak layer on the bottom. And so all the new snow that comes just builds up and builds up and pretty soon that weak layer can't support it and it rips out almost down to the ground. And that's why they're very dangerous avalanches. They're not just, um, you know, surface sloughs of the last storm. It's like every bit of snow that's fallen all winter is gonna come ripping out. This year, we have encountered dangerous conditions in the backcountry. A weak underlayer of snow sits beneath the surface, waiting to slide at any moment. Natural avalanches are possible, and human-triggered avalanches are likely, especially on northern aspects and steep slopes. While countless avalanches have been reported in the washouts this year, there has been one fatality. This was at Dutch Draw outside the Park City Ski Resort on the Park City Ridgeline. A skier went to an uncontrolled area with proper, without proper equipment and education on a north-facing slope. That was pretty steep. The skier was buried in less than two feet of snow. So I have been caught in an avalanche, and it was about four or five years ago up in Pinecrest, up on the backside of Lookout Peak, I was with my friend John Freed <clears throat> and Lane Devereaux, and uh, we had skied one run with Lane, and he decided he had a sore knee and didn't want to go on, and John and I said, well, we'll just run up to the top of Lookout Peak and ski the backside and come back out, and we'll, we'll be back in an hour and a half or whatever. So that's what we did. We got up to the top of the lookout peak, and there was about, oh, 10 inches to a foot of new snow from the night before. <clears throat> and uh, one mistake I made, I hadn't read the most recent avalanche forecast. I, I uh, try to read it about every day, but that morning I was anxious to get going and didn't read it. So you never should do that. But, uh, or to go out without reading the avalanche forecast report for the area you're going skiing in. And uh, so, anyway, we skied this one run that uh, I've skied probably 20 times or more in my life over the years. <clears throat> and 
and uh, it's called the the Kama Chute. It's relatively steep on top, uh, steeper as you go skiers left. There's there's a steep breakover, and I told John, he says, "Well, I'm going to try to be safe here, and I'll just ski right along the, the tree line on skiers right, which is not as steep, and uh, I'll see you at the bottom." And uh, so I took off, great skiing. I got all the way down the steep pitch. I was I was actually in kind of what would be uh, an avalanche runout fairly flat slope, maybe less than, probably less than 25 uh, degrees in slope, and uh, all of a sudden I felt these soft snowballs hitting me in the back of my head, and I kind of instinctively just made a quick left turn, almost a, a perpendicular turn to the slope, so I, and it was fortunate I did that, because when I, when this avalanche hit me, uh, I was sideways to the hill and it instantly took both of my skis off and tumbled me at least once, if not twice, and and started the snow started slowing down and I started swimming. Fortunately, I could swim because I didn't have my skis on <clears throat> and uh, I just kind of kept brushing the snow away from my face and moving down the slope with my face facing downward and uh or downhill and after maybe a couple hundred feet or or so the slide stopped and i was sitting on the side of the avalanche debris up to my armpits and i was uh shaken but um not hurt or anything and and i immediately called for john he he had actually when he 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 actually saw the the slide start as he was skiing down and was yelling, but I was too far away to hear him. He was glad to hear my voice, and he actually had skied down below me, um, and he he was actually probably a couple hundred feet below me, so he skinned back up to me. And uh, anyway, we were glad that we were both safe and unhurt. Um, the biggest problem was I didn't have any skis and I'm way back in the backcountry, uh, several miles, uh, well, probably two miles as the crow flies. Um, but anyway, so I had no skis. We, we did try to probe around for a while to see if we could find them, but it was like a needle in the haystack and we decided that was futile. Uh, John and I made some snowshoes out of uh, spruce boughs, or they might have been fir boughs, fir tree. Um, we just cut several branches off and tied them over my boots, um, over the instep of my boots, with a with a you know those orange ski straps. So, but you never want to get caught in an avalanche if you can help it. <laughs>